Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast, Paul's 50 years of sporting memories. In this podcast, I will talk about my favourite sporting memories over the past 50 years with my good friend Glenn. It covers a wide range of sports and the triumphs and heartaches along the way. In each episode, we will go back in time to talk about my memories from a particular year. This is Paul Tonner. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Paul's 50 Years of Sporting Memories. I hope you are well and have had a great sporting week. How are you going, Glenn? Oh, not too bad. Yeah? Yeah, uh, pretty crazy week. What's been happening? Um, yeah, just sorting out a few things. Yeah? Yeah, nothing major in sport, but... Okay. Glancing into the female cricket. Oh, yeah. Occasionally. I heard they set the record. Yeah. Most number of one day victories in a row. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been following it fully, but I just yeah, glanced at the TV occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, they've been uh, playing New Zealand, haven't they? Yeah. 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 Oh, they're doing very well. Yeah. Apparently, I, I heard yesterday, oh, I might have been yesterday, yeah, that um, it's been growing by 30%, the number of... Uh, uh, women playing cricket. Yeah, Regis- yeah, Regis- uh, play cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. Isn't yeah, it? it's really good. Mm. And yeah, and I hope they um, expand the season because it, yeah, they play so well. Yeah, it's so good to watch, and you know, they really get stuck into it. Well, it's amazing how much the standard of women's crickets improved. I know. Yeah, yeah. especially you know with. Um, yeah, once, you know, with the uh, 2020 yeah. came in, and they've got uh, their, you know, their um, franchise yeah. teams yeah. around the country. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, and when, and when the, the, the bloke, blokes have been going bad, the, the girls have been going good, so you yeah. switch up and watch their games because they're <laughs> more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the more chance of winning, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> and they've won 20, oh, what, several 2020 World Championships now, and the men yeah. haven't won one yet. That's right. Yeah. yeah. The, the women are way out in front, which, mm. is, which is really good. Because no, yeah, it doesn't matter who's playing as long as it's entertaining. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, I yeah. just like to watch a, watch a good game of cricket. Yeah. Who's playing as long as it's entertaining. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. No, it's been... Lovely warm weather That's here on the Gold Coast. Yep, finals yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, and uh, grand final. Oh my god, AFL's getting closer. Oh, the Roosters are gone. Yeah, they lost last night, so it won't be a uh, three peat for them. Yeah. So Parramatta's uh, record of uh, three premierships in a row, the last team to have done that. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll stay. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Roosters are gone. Oh, yeah. They can't. Do it this year, and yeah. Raiders played really well. Yeah. Uh, Wouldn't surprise me if they go all the way, actually. Yeah. yeah. So, so when does when's their grand final? Uh, I think um, two weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, two weeks from now, so that would be oh, it's around about the twenty sixth of October. Yeah. Yeah. Normally, the whole season be over by now. But yeah. Yeah. They would have had the grand final last Sunday because yeah. they always have it on the long weekend. Yeah, on the long weekend. Yeah, yeah but I, it didn't work out that way this year uh, for obvious reasons. That's right. Yeah, and the good old Toffees are on top of the EPL. Yeah. Yippee! Yeah. Good old Everton. Uh, oh, the scarf there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should put the years in that. In the scarf. <laughs> What's that, Livy? Oh, we'll have to find a way because it's probably been about 20 years since they were last yeah. <laughs> on top of the EPL. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're going great guns, but um, long, long way to go. Yeah. yeah. Very early days. Yeah, no, that's, that was my highlight of the week, definitely. Yeah, mm. yeah so this, with this episode, we're going to be going right back to 1994. Yeah. Mm. That was an interesting year. That was yeah, yeah. It certainly was. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, it's um, gosh, twenty six years ago, and I can remember so much about it. 
Yeah, it was like the first time I ever went overseas. Yeah. And, oh, boy, was that an eye-opener. Yeah. <laughs> so here's Paul. He's hardly ever been outside the state. Yeah. And uh, I go on a plane, big Qantas plane. Yeah. Fly over to uh, Europe yeah. on my own. Yeah. Land in Heathrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on like a 24-hour flight, busting the go of the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and... When, I remember when I arrived, you know, oh, trying to navigate the tube system, finding, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I went on a, um, oh, like, I went to Wembley, went on a tour of the famous Wembley Stadium. Yeah. This was the Wembley before, you know, they because they knocked it down and they rebuilt it. Yeah. And it's it's interesting, like, it's, it's a fair way out of London. You've got to get this train that... Takes you out west and oh, yeah. yeah, but oh, it was awesome. It's probably the best tour of a sporting facility I've ever been on. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, it was. Um, but <laughs> all the photos I took and when I went on the tour of Lords, yeah, I, I lost all those photos. Oh, I remember. Yeah, so I was going through all the photo albums and God, where are they? Where are they? And I thought, oh, that's right, yeah. I lost them all. Yeah, years ago. So, um, yeah. yeah, unfortunately, those photos won't go on the Facebook page. Yeah, the old, the old film, yeah. film cameras. Mm. I, I remember going away on a trip and I, I grabbed some film. Yeah. I took all those pictures and <laughs> and all that and then brought them back to get developed. Yeah. Just to find out that the, the film had expired. Mm. Yeah. So... There wasn't any pictures there anyway. Yeah, well, they, these were the days of the old rolled-up films. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, <laughs> and, that, and they had an expiry date. Yeah, that's so right. So if they were hanging around for a while and using the expire, and mm. like I did, I used it thinking, oh, yeah, I just grabbed them and put them in. Yeah, it'd be right. You know? Yeah. And then finding out after I'd been away and taken all these photos, oh, <laughs> the rolls expired. Oh, gosh. So that was a bit of a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I um, I remember I began my first year of teaching. Yeah. Oh gosh, was that an experience and a half? Uh, teaching in uh, oh, like a lot of very <laughs> rough schools in yeah. Western Sydney. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. that was an eye opener yeah, for well, a young Paul. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a busy fire season. Yeah. That, that year in 19, well, it started just after Christmas mm. in 2003. That's right. Well, the big fires were in Sydney, the Blue mm. Mountains, and all up the east coast up to the Queensland border. Yeah, well, it, yeah. It sort of, it was right at the start of um, 1994. Well, it? it actually started the day after Boxing Day. Oh, did it? Yeah. Well, it initially started and just grew from there because it oh, was that's right. just so dry. And yeah. Well, I'd, I'd actually moved back to my parents' place because I'd finished university. Yeah. And, yeah, I'd moved back to their place in the Blue Mountains. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, it got scary up there. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, um, my sister in Blackheath, I remember going to her place yeah. one day and, yeah, like, yeah. they were getting evacuated pretty much. Yeah, because yeah. we're you know, up where I was living around the Port Macquarie, we had... Yeah, fires all through there. And I remember mm. going out doing eighteen, twenty-hour days. Yeah, just Jeez. just big fires and yeah. yeah. Well, it really went through the Blue Mountains. Yeah, and it, so with the Blue Mountains, you got all the the towns that go in the middle there. Yeah, and, but you got a, two valleys on either side, so you got yeah. Jamison on one side, Gross on the other. Yeah, and yeah, the, these fires yeah. are all on the Gross side. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it just got hammered, you know? yeah. And there was a lot of fires that went through Sydney. I remember, yeah, around yeah. where I uh, went to university, um, around that Karingai uh, National Park. Yeah. yeah, and and then it was only a few years later after that it went through again. Mm. Yeah, but I remember, like, because I was living, I'd moved back to the mountains, as I was saying, and you couldn't see the sky for about two weeks. Yeah, the smoke was just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it um. Yeah, apparently all the fires took out about two million acres. Yeah. Jeez. yeah so there's a big fire, 25, lost. 
225 homes were destroyed. Gosh. And about 20,000 20, 20, firefighters. Yeah. yeah. Which we had some come from overseas, like Canada or America. Yeah. Because when... They have a boat season. We send some of our guys over there. Oh, do we? To help out because, like, with with Canada and America, they have... Um, they call them brush fires, don't they? Yeah. I don't call them bushfires. I call but, them brush. But, but, but we have more variation of different landscape fires in Canada and America. Yeah. Yeah, we've got flats and hills and... Mm. Yeah, so that's why... we. Our guys get sent over there because of our experience with so many yeah. ranges of fires. Mm. I always wonder whether we sent yeah. firefighters over there. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I've got I know quite a few guys that have gone over a few times to help mm. them out because you know parts of America where they got the big pine forest and they just generate yeah. so much heat and just go through like a contract. Train out of control. Is that right? Yeah, they did, because yeah, the, the pine just dries out so quick. Yeah, and it just becomes so tender, and bang, off it goes. Yeah, and and and, uh, and the pine trees even actually explode. Yeah, they dry out. So it's mainly them. around that California area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, well, um, yeah, I was doing a lot of um, coaching, like I. I Level one coaching courses that year. Yeah. So I did like a level one coaching in cricket yeah. and rugby league, and yeah, yeah I coached some school rugby league yeah. teams, and yeah, and yeah, as I said, I went overseas for the first time and travelled around Europe on a Trafalgar bus, yeah. experiencing all these wonderful memories, and yeah. oh man, just gave me the travel bug big time. Yeah. And I just, yep. Ever since then, yep, that's it. I've just wanted the I've gone and. Been to uh, a lot of uh, very nice places around the world. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you can't beat experiencing travel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so looking at world events, so there was um, the Rwanda massacre in Africa. So, yeah, it went for 100 days in 1994 and some, now listen to this, some 800,000 people were killed. Yeah. So... What it was, it was um, you had two types of uh, people in Rwanda. You had the Hutus and oh, I forget what the other one was. The Tutsis, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it was the uh, Hutu extremists who were going around and slaughtering, yeah. And uh, oh, it was just shocking. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen that movie, Hotel Rwanda? No. Yeah. It's a really good movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, um, definitely worth seeing. But um, amazingly, uh, after that, you know, Rwanda's become, from what I've heard, it's now quite a peaceful country. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and they're, you know, re- reformed again and mm. things are going well. Well, that's good. Yeah. And th- do you remember the O.J. Simpson drama? I remember him going along the highway in LA and that Bronco. Yeah, yeah, sure do. Yeah. yeah, well, I remember OJ Simpson from those, um, is it the Naked Gun movies? Yeah, he was in those ones. Yeah, he featured in those movies. You know, those that, that American comedy. It was, yeah. oh, that, it was about they made about three or four of them. Yeah, yeah, I was watching another one that. Uh, Leslie Nelson. That's him, Leslie Nelson. Yeah, yeah. called Spy Hard. Yeah. So it's a bit of a takeoff. And I, I was watching it last night. I thought, they're so corny. Oh, he was a funny yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. But AJ Simpson, he was a, a former famous American gridiron player. Yeah. Yeah, but when he retired, he did some acting. Uh, and uh, yeah, like he, he was married to. Uh, yeah, Nicole Simpson. Yeah. And, you know, they were having all sorts of problems in their marriage and and he was accused of uh, killing her outside of, outside their place and and uh, her lover, she had a young lover who they... Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, he was obviously guilty, but... Yeah. Yeah, 
for some reason. No, they found him not guilty a year later. And uh, yeah, yeah, took a whole year to oh, get yeah. through it. He was just guilty, ass, you know. Yeah. But I, I remember watching the TV one day and those visions of him driving down on his <laughs> LA in helicopters flying above and. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you had um, Ivan Malat, the backpacker killer. He was arrested and charged. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, he passed away earlier this year, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yes. Yeah, thank God. Mm. And with songs for 1994, there was I Swear by All for One. And remember Boys to Men? Yeah. Yep, yeah, I'll Make Love to You. <laughs> yeah. Also. Wet, wet, wet. Oh, that's right. At the number one hit. Love is all around. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the number one album in Australia was Mariah Carey Music Box. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good album, that one. Yeah. And, and we got introduced to Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, Robin Williams. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah. There was Schindler's List. Yeah. 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 Also, the... the the masks from Jim Carrey. Oh, yep. Cameron yeah. Diaz, too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the actor that played the bad guy in there. I, I've seen him quite a few movies, but I can never remember his name. Mm. Uh, but he's he's been in quite a few movies, and he's, he's changed a bit. And I always go, is that the same guy or? Yeah. Or not. <coughs> and we had um, Blue Healers and a country practice. Oh, okay. On TV yep. in Australia. Well, I've met one of the actors from Blue Healers, Martin Sachs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah nice bloke. I've met him and his uh, family. Yeah, they're friends with uh, one of my sisters. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was also the year that aggregation came in for the networks. So we we lost all the country networks to the city. Oh, did we? Yeah. Okay. So it it, it took a, a while to bring them in, but but yeah. it it gave us more channels. Mm. Like where I used to live, we had uh, two channels, but yeah. then you know we got to um, virtually double mm. the amount of channels. Right. It didn't make any difference to what was on TV, but, um, you know. There's heaps of channels now, isn't there? Yeah. And, and, yeah, I was just watching the new ones starting now, and they're mm. just full of all these reality shows. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And that, so. I wouldn't even know they exist, a lot of them. I yeah. just don't watch them. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no I, just, I just flick over them. Yeah. <laughs> Seven Plus and Freeview and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. The, the old shows I've been watching Water Rats. Oh, okay. All the series yep. and episodes of Water Rats yep. instead of watching what's on TV. Yeah, well, a lot of the cricket now is on, um, yeah, well, when Channel 9 had it, a lot of it went to 9 Gem. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the only way you could watch it. Was yeah. That network and uh, same uh, with Channel uh, 7 now. Yeah. Mm. And, and depending on what was on TV... They would switch in between channels. Yeah. They go, you'd be on watching Jam and they go, oh, now go to nine. And mm. Why can't they just leave it on this channel? Yeah. yeah. Rightio. I think it might be quiz time. Hi, Miss Olivia. Hi. How you doing? Good, thank you. I was, um, I was drawing and I was waiting for you to say yeah. it's time. Me to come. <laughs> You're probably thinking, oh gosh, hope they stop gibbering soon so I can come over and do the quiz. No, I was having fun. <laughs> I was actually having a lot of fun drawing. Okay. Rightio, what's question one? The 500 metre man's short 5,000 metre. The 5,000 metre, wow. The 5,000 metre men's short track relay team won. Australia's first Winter Olympics medal. These Winter Olympics were held at what place? A is Cal. So it's a multiple choice. Is Calgary calendar? B is Lillehammer, Norway, and C is Torino, Italy. Okay, so it's one of those three. Mm-hmm. So Australia's first Winter Olympics medal was won 
in uh, the 1994 Winter Olympics. Okay, so these were the first Winter Games because they used to be held, um, yeah, like every four years, but two years apart from the Summer Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. So um, actually, no, they were held the same year. That's the Summer Olympics, but these were the first Winter Games where they changed it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that they have it two years apart from the Summer Games now. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Question two. Yep, question two. What Aussie cricket player took a hat trick against Pakistan in the third test in Lahore? In Lahore. Lahore. Yeah, read that one out again. <laughs> what Aussie cricket player took a hat trick against Pakistan in the third test in Lahore. Okay, you know what a hat trick is? No, I was about to ask. That's where they get three wickets in a row. So a bowler gets a batsman out. I thought three it, consecutive balls. I thought it was like you know how Michael Jackson like he like spins his hat. Yep. I thought they did. No, nah, it's not one of those. Pakistan people <laughs> and they annoyed the Pakistan people. Yeah, well, there was another famous Aussie cricketer who uh, we'll talk about later. And he was Michael Jackson? No, well, he got a hat-trick too in 1994. Is that good? But this one happened earlier. Okay. Right. Third question. What was the name of the controversial Australian Commonwealth Games chief at the 1994 Commonwealth Games? Mm-hmm. Let's read that one again. What was the name of the controversial Australian Commonwealth Games chief at the 1994 Commonwealth Games? Right, thanks, Olivia. You're welcome. We'll reveal the answers at the end of towards the end of the episode today. Okay. We'll see you later on. Bye. Bye. I've got the joke of the oh, week. Oh, joke of the week! But it's not a sporting one. But I didn't get a laugh when I read this one. Okay. It's you know you're a hipster bogan when your coffee machine costs more than your washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the reason why I wanted to use this one on this episode, that reminds me of my brother-in-law. Yeah. Because he's always getting the latest coffee, coffee machines. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are just super expensive, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. He's such a, he's such a fine art of mm. coffee making. And, oh, yeah. And that, like little, little Coles one does the job. Yeah. That cost me about. Still going great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so looking at sport in 1994. So I remember uh, early in the year, I I went to uh, the Sydney Sydney Test, Sydney Cricket Ground Test. So Australia was playing South Africa. And, yeah, this was the first time South Africa had toured Australia. Yeah. So they'd come out and played in the World Cup a few years earlier. Yeah. This was the first time, you know, they'd come out and played a test series and yeah. since the early 1970s, you know. So they were back in um, world cricket now after the apartheid ban. Yeah. And, yeah, so this was the time where the, you know, in the middle of the bushfires and there was all smoke around, still around in oh, the yeah. air, around the SCG. Yeah. And, and it was a really difficult wicket to bat on. And but Shane Warne, oh man, he was he tore them apart in the first innings. He got a uh, seven for fifty-two, yeah. and um, yeah, got a set South Africa all out for about a hundred and fifty odd. Yeah. And Australia batted, and yeah, they grounded out. You know, like about a two hundred run lead. Yeah. So you think, oh, they're going to win from there, and. Uh, yeah, I remember it would have been probably the fourth day of the test I went to. And I just remember, like, whenever the ball would hit the pitch, this big, oh, all this dust would come off, off the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was oh, a terrible so pitch dry. to bat on. Yeah. Because, yeah, some balls, you just couldn't predict. The batsman just couldn't predict where the ball was going to bounce. You right. know, some, yeah. some would keep low, some would bounce high. Yeah. And it was turning, turning like a top. You know, yeah. um, Morney was just loving it. Mm. Got a whole bag of wickets and, yeah, but Australia was just cruising to victory. And, yeah, Jonty Rhodes batted well and they managed to get like about 100 and 
20 run lead. So Australia need about 120 runs to win. You just think, oh, you're going to get that easy. But remember a few episodes mm. back, I was talking about how Australia, especially in the 80s and 90s, yeah, yeah had trouble chasing fourth inning scores, small yeah. fourth, fourth inning scores yeah. to win test matches. Yeah. Yep, it happened again. They fell on a heap. Yep, they fell on a heap. They were about five runs short. Yeah. And, yeah, South Africa pulled off a stunning victory. Um, yeah, but one thing I remember from that test is so one of the problems was that when Australia was batting in that fourth innings, yeah, yeah they, they didn't come out with an aggressive mindset. They sort of just went into their shell and uh. like batting. They were batting as if, you know, they're just trying to survive. Yeah. Uh. Um, so, you know, they're scoring at about two runs and over, if that. Yeah. And, yeah, Damien Martin, he was, you know, just really early on in his test career. And, yeah, look, I think they had Australia about, would have been probably eight for about 70-odd. Yeah. But then Craig McDermott comes out and he just go, thinks, well, bugger this, I'm going to have a slog. And, yeah, it paid off for him and he... Started hitting all these fours and, yeah, and uh, looked like, you know, Australia were going to win then. And they're getting really close to victory, under 10 runs to get. And then Damien Martin just plays this really loose cover drive and gets caught in the covers and that cost him six years of his career. Yeah. And he was blamed for Australia losing that test match, which was, um, yeah, which wasn't fair, you know. The reason they lost it was because... You know, the other batsmen just didn't, um, yeah, just didn't, didn't play well. Yeah. yeah, and they came out like with the wrong mindset. But no, they had a very good pace attack, South Africa, and deserved to win that match. And yeah, yeah. Uh, but they had the Football World Cup on in 1994, mm. and Brazil won the World Cup. In the, and it was in in the USA for the first time, and they yeah. defeated Italy in the final in a penalty shootout. Yeah. This was after the scores were nil all, and Italy's famous player Roberto Baggio, he missed the penalty shot. Yeah. So imagine that the whole world's watching, yeah. you know, billions around the world, <laughs> and yeah, look, it's just a silly way to decide a game of you know. And a couple of World Cup finals now have been decided that way. By a penalty shootout. Yeah. You think, uh, like, how the amount of pressure yeah, would be on them, right, yeah. especially if they missed, you know. And Yeah, his penalty shot went sailing over the crossbar and Brazil won their uh, fourth World Cup. Mm. But, uh, yeah, Col- Colombian player Andres Escobar, he was tragically shot dead. This was after Colombia exited the tournament, and what happened? Like he was, uh, he was a really good player, yeah. And he was apparently, you know, he was the real gentleman uh, in Colombian soccer. Yeah. But he accidentally, and this is what happens in in soccer. You know, you get own goals, so that's where the ball comes off a player, like you know, and it accidentally comes off his body and goes into his own goal and. Yeah. Yeah, so when he went back to Colombia, he just, uh, you know, he was probably feeling bad enough about that. And, yeah, he's just with his girlfriend one night and just getting into his car and, yeah, gets uh, shot dead just for accidentally scoring a goal. This is how seriously a lot of these nations take it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. This is what happens in India and Pakistan. Like... You know, there's been times where um, they've performed badly. Like I'll give you an example was uh, the 2007 World Cup. Yeah. And India exited the tournament, you know, in the pool stage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You should have seen the scenes back in India. Like they're burning effigies and <laughs> Greg Chappell was the coach. And, oh, yep, yeah. yeah, kill Chappell and, yeah. Uh-huh. And some of those players, they're too scared to go home. Because they're worried their houses, you know, houses are going to get burnt down. Uh, oh, yeah. Yep. It's only, no, it's it's only a game. That's right. 
Well, to these people, you know, they probably it's don't like have a religion. Yeah, well, they probably don't have much in life, you know. And yeah. Their cricket and their football is just the world to them. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing the, you know, the a crowd with the with the big fence in India and yeah, and the way they're carrying on, mm. and yeah, and I think it was the same year that they were cricket, the cricket, Australian cricket, were ball bound and wins you about the Australian crowd. Yeah, and I thought shit. Yeah, we don't have to. You don't have to put a bloody big chain link fence. Yeah. Up. Yeah, and they have bloody thousands and thousands of more people in there than should be. Yeah. Well, they, they had that for um, a lot of the, the grounds in India. Yeah. And even with the English soccer grounds. Remember the, um, I think it was in 1989, yeah. where they had that disaster, you know, where all those spectators were killed. Yeah. They had the, the chi- you know, the chain. Link fence came down. Yeah, because yeah. all these people were cramming into the ground. Yeah. Yeah, it was about eighty odd crushed to death. Yeah, yeah, but no, tragically, Escobar. There was a reason he was killed for retaliation for scoring an own goal. Yeah, just ridiculous. Mm. Mm. So, uh, yeah. So after that tour of um, South, when South Africa toured Australia, and it, the series was tied one all, because um, yeah, Australia won the next test test in Adelaide. Um. Yeah, Australia toured South Africa yeah. for the first time in, you know, since the early 70s, 1971, I think it might have been. Um, yeah, and Alan Border retired in that test match at, at Durban. Uh-huh. Yep, so his illustrious career came to an end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the series was tied one all. Yeah. And, yeah, Paul played, Paul played um, for two teams that season. Yeah, so the first half of the season I played for Harbour Diggers in Sydney. Yeah. And then when I moved back to the Blue Mountains, I returned to my old club, yeah. Katoomba RSL. Yeah. And I won both the batting awards for both teams for that season. Yeah. So, yeah, I had a pretty good year. <laughs> uh, <that's> good. <laughs> Give myself a rap. Yeah. But in the we made the grand final against Blackheath, and I remember I got the sh- shocking mm. decision. Yeah. I was given out LBW for a duck yeah. um, when I absolutely smashed it. And, yeah, but what do you do, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I've seen a few days where you know, oh, yeah. they're just going behind the ball and I they wasn't just happy. whacked it. And yeah. You think it's going to go yeah, for a decent six. And yeah. You get yeah. caught. Well, I remember the captain of Blackheath, he was talking to me about a year or two later, and he said, mate, that was the worst decision, decision I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, they had the Commonwealth Games in Victoria, Canada yeah. that year. And Australia cleaned up, winning 87 gold medals. Yeah. Kieran Perkins won four gold medals, and he broke the world record in the 1,500 metres. And Kathy Freeman, she won the double. She won the 200 metres and the 400 metres. Yeah. But she caused a lot of controversy. And the reason why is that she carried around two flags yeah. on a victory lap. So she carried around the Australian flag. Yeah. And she carried around the Aboriginal flag. Yeah, which yeah. is, you know, I don't see any problem with that. No, because I don't. No. It's um, a storm in a teacup. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she can't be... Yeah, that's keeping everyone happy. Yeah, yeah. If she's just going around with one of them, they're mm. going to upset. Yeah, I don't think she was looking to cause trouble. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, nah. I I believe that. Yeah, my personal thought is that it's time that we need to change things, and yeah. I'd love it if we change the flag. Yeah, <laughs> I would rather fly the Aboriginal flag. Oh, same thing. The Australian one. Yeah. And next Australia Day, that's what I'll do. Well, you, you go overseas. Yeah. And some people think, why well, have you got the British flag as your flag? Yeah. And like, <laughs> now we really don't have much to do with Britain now, do we? No. You know, we've got more to do with Asia and America. Yeah. So uh, I don't think it'll ever happen, sadly. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, it should happen. It needs to happen. Yeah. Now look what Canada did. Yeah, they, they had a similar flag to ours years ago, and I think they they changed it to that famous maple leaf flag that they. Yeah. I think it was in the seventies they did it. Yeah. You know, you look at that flag now, and straight away you see it, and you go, "That's a Canadian flag." Yeah. Yep. And same with South Africa. Yeah. You know? They did the same. They've got wonderful flag now that different colours that unites the nation. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I attended the Australia versus France rugby league test at Parramatta Stadium with some mates. And in the grand final, well, Australia flogged France in that test match, I remember. <laughs> it was about 74 <laughs> nil. Yeah. 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 No, I think. They were just out on a holiday, France. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a thing that I think I mentioned in another episode. Yeah, the games just died over there. Yeah. It's all the good players go and play rugby union where all the money is. Yeah. Yep. And, mm. uh, yeah, in the grand final, Canberra beat Canterbury-Bankstown. Mm. 36 to 12. I remember I was in London when that was happening. <clears throat> yep. Uh, Dad was getting updates and telling me what the score was. Uh, and, and this was a great farewell to the mighty Malamaninga. Uh, yeah, that was his last uh, club game. Uh, he scored, I remember he scored an intercept try. Uh, um, and there was a player called Paul Osborne for Canberra. He came in as a replacement. Uh, it was uh, John Lomax, the Canberra prop. He'd been um, suspended, so he wasn't allowed to play. In the uh, uh, in that match, and uh, so Paul Osborne comes in, and he was just you know he wasn't a bad player. Uh, he played for some different clubs, and he wasn't anything super duper, you know. Uh, like he wasn't a rep player or just a solid player. But uh, oh man, he had a blinder. Set up about three tries, and yeah. Uh, and in the state of origin. Yeah, Queensland scored a miracle try in game one to win on the siren mm. when all looked lost. Went through about 12 sets of hands and, yeah, yeah I think I've, I've put it on the Facebook page, the video of it, and I swear there was a couple of full forward passes in there. Yeah. <laughs> but fortunately, New South Wales came back and won the next two games uh. at the Melbourne Cricket Ground and Lang Park. Yeah. The game in Melbourne... It was like 87,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the last ever kangaroo tour. Yeah, so this was where at the end of the season, like they picked an Australian team from the New South Wales and Queensland players and they'd go on like a three-month tour. Yeah. Yeah, and this was the very last one, sadly. Mm. Um, They've called for it to come back over the years, but Yeah. yeah. I think it's hard now because, you know, you've, you've got all these Pacific Island nations emerging and yeah. just trying to fit it all in. Yeah. yeah, and the Aussies defeated Great Britain 2-1 after losing the Wembley test. When I went on that tour of Wembley, oh, yeah, we got to walk onto the middle of the ground and, oh, it's incredible. You know, you're just thinking, wow, all the great things that have happened at this stadium, yeah. all the FA Cup finals yeah. and, yeah, um, in the AFL, the, um, the West Coast Eagles gave Geelong a flogging. Yep. Yeah, um, by eighty points. Eighty points, jeez. That's yeah. a, that's a that's a that's a fairly fast moving game to mm. you know, for West Coast Eagles to get one hundred and forty three. So that would have been their second premiership, then, I Yeah. 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 yeah so. Uh, yeah, they got knocked out last week, didn't they? Yeah. Collingwood by a point. Mm. Gosh. They're playing at home too. Yeah. Bugger. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I go for them, I just go for anyone who plays Collingwood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Shane Warne took a hat trick at the Boxing Day test against England. Mm. So, and he, he uh, got advice from another player. Aussie yeah. player who'd previously got a hat trick earlier. Maybe I won't give. I won't give the answer. <laughs> I was. It was to do with the uh, the second quiz question. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he um, 
Who did he get out first? I think it was Defratus. Mm. And then he got um, who was the second player? Oh, Darren Goff. Yeah. And the third player, so he's going for his hat trick. And they're all crowded around the bat. And Devin Malcolm comes out with his bloody, you know, all, uh, he looks uh, like a bloody uh, robot, you know, with uh, all the amount of gear he's got on. on uh. Yeah, and Warney bowls him a top spinner. Uh. And he leans forward and David Byrne takes this blinder of a catch. Mm. And Tony Gregg's going off in the commentary box. Yeah. It's a hat trick, yes. Shane Warne's got a hat trick. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Australia went on and won that Ashes series. Mm. And in that in the one-day series that year, it was interesting because normally they'd have like a uh, – in the one-day international series, it'd be a three-team competition. Yeah. That year they changed it. They had four teams and they brought in a second Australian team. Yeah. So so they, yeah, 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 and I just oh, – I didn't like it. I, I liked it. Yeah? Yeah, I enjoyed it because it brought in some of those other players mm. that were either in and out of Australia. Yeah. Or just on the edge of becoming yeah. to play for Australia. So yeah. I actually found them really interesting. Yeah, I've seen highlights of it on Fox yeah. Cricket recently. Yeah. They also had like the celebrity matches. That's right. Against mm. Australia A. Yeah. And that was, yeah, that was really entertaining. And, yeah. And, yeah, most of the matches were done for, for charity. Mm. And that, yeah, that well, I went to one of the cricket ground that year. Yeah. It, was, um, it was like a Bradman Invitational game. Yeah. yeah. There was, there, I remember... Zoe Goss bowled um, Brian Lara out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it was weird because the crowd would be going for Australia A over yeah. Australia. Yeah. Yeah, which I just but, found hard to accept. But, but that... They were, yeah, like I said, they were the guys that were just on the edge of getting, mm. getting into the team. That's right. So, they, so they had something to prove. Yeah. So that they're out there, yeah, going for it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And the show is always the underdog. Mm. But what I found strange was that you'd have, say, Michael Bevan. So he'd be playing for Australia A one game. The next game he'd be playing for Australia. Yeah. So it just didn't make sense to me. Well, well, well it, was, it was like that normally a lot where players mm. were just being changed. Yeah. Everybody 2020 match. Oh, yeah, there'd, there'd be three or four players that have been swapped over. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't seem to be a team that followed through the, on the whole season. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, Australia ended up winning that series. They, they beat Australia in the final, but yeah. geez, they, every game they played was a close one. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, earlier Australia um, toured Pakistan. They went on a tour of Pakistan. Yeah. And, yeah, they lost the unlosable in the first test. Mm. <laughs> Pakistan put on about 50, 60-odd runs for their last wicket. And yeah. Won the game. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, there was a Pakistani, Pakistan's captain Salim Malik. He was behind a match fixing. Uh, he was behind match fixing where he approached some of the Aussie players. So one of them was Shane Warne to perform poorly. <coughs> yeah. So yeah, the Shane Warne and Tim May were the main ones who he approached, and <coughs> yeah, and they reported, you know, what he said to uh, management. Yeah. And they used to call him the rat because he looked like a rat. Malik. And they had the Brazilian Formula One, uh, sorry, Brazilian Formula One star, Edton Senna. Mm. He was tragically killed at the San Marino Grand Prix. Yeah. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, sure do. Yeah, that was, that was very sad. Yes. Because he was the number one star in Formula One at the time. Yeah. And, yeah, one of the other drivers, he'd been killed in practice the day before. Yeah. And, yeah, if you ever see the documentary on Senna, it's really worth watching. Uh, it's probably one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. 
And you could just see how nervous he was yeah. and some of the other drivers yeah. at that particular Grand Prix. They just didn't feel it was safe, you could yeah. tell. Yeah. yeah. Nigel Mansell won the Australian F1. Oh, was he still racing then, was he? Yeah. Oh, okay. I actually watched a, um, a few years ago, watched a... Yeah. A show about about the Williams team that he, he raced for, yeah, and what they do on the off season when they're not racing. Yeah, what do they do? They just pull the cars and everything down. Yeah, all the bits and pieces, and they, and they measure everything, and they did so much computer work, mm. and then it's put the cars back together, Gosh. and they're out on their own private track. Really? Uh, yeah, and this is the whole time from the time that they finish the season to the time they start the season again. The, yeah. the, 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 the mechanics and the engineers are just working mm. non-stop to you know, get, get the extra bit of speed out for Gosh. the next season. So much involved, is that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they like even pull the turbo apart and measure if there's any been any wet in the... In the fan blade, yeah. In the um, in turbo, mm. I thought, well, that's being very precise. You know, like the whole turbo's pulled down every part, yeah. laid out and measured. It's amazing when they go on the pits. You know how quickly they change the tires and yeah. <laughs> amazing. But, yeah, back in the eighties, yeah, um, where there's a guy living in um, the town that I lived in. And he, he worked for, um, he, da, he, da, he was a mechanic in the pit crew for some F1s and also yeah. the, the Indy cars and that. Oh, okay. And he could, he could, he could tune the car yeah. just by listening to it. Yeah. Yeah, instead of having a, setting up the, the timing light, yeah. he would yeah, loosen off the, the um, distributor mm. and he could just, Move it so slightly, yeah, and you would chin it that way. Jeez, but he said that, he, that that's how they would do it. Yeah. A car would come in during the race, yeah. and he would just hear it out slightly, and then just because they didn't have time to put a, a light on there, so when it came in, and they just slightly yeah. adjust the the point that yeah the. Yeah. Oh, now I've lost my train of thought. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's I'd adjust the points just by moving it and get the timing just spot on. Yeah. Nah. That's yeah. oh, a real team performance, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's on my bucket list to go watch a Formula One race yeah. in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hope to do it eventually. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and in Rugby Union, Australia reg- regained the Bledisloe Cup. They defeated the New Zealand All Blacks in a classic match at the Sydney Football Stadium, mm. 20 points to 16. And that was thanks to Wallaby halfback George Gregan's great mm. tackle with about five minutes to go. Mm. Yeah, New Zealand flyer Jeff Wilson, he was one of their great players. Yeah. And he, he played cricket for New Zealand yeah. too. And he was, he was a good cricketer, yeah. good all-rounder. Yeah, it's no mug. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was just about to score in the corner and Gregan's just pulled off this miraculous tackle mm-hmm. to save the match for Australia. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, Livy, well, I think we've got to have the answers for the quiz now. Right, question one. Question one was the 5,000-metre men's short track relay team won Australia's first Winter Olympics medal. These Winter Olympics medals were held at what place? A. Calgary, Canada. B. Lillehammer, Norway. Or C. Torino, Italy. And the answer to that question was Lillehammer, Norway. Lillehammer, Norway. Norway's just a... They're just a giant. um, Well, they're only a small nation, but... In Winter Olympics, they're one of the superpowers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're up there, you know, topping the medal tally at each game. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Question, okay, question two. Question number two is what Aussie cricket player took a hat trick against Pakistan in the third test in Lahore? D, 
Damien Fleming. Is the Damien Fleming. Fleming. Yeah, he's the uh, very. He was a very good swing bowler. Yeah, and uh, they call him the bowl bowlologist. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he's he knows so much about fast bowling and the skill of it all. And yeah, yeah and when Shane Warne was going for his hat trick, yeah, he went to Damien Fleming. Yeah. He said, oh, what should I do? Because he went to get advice. And then yeah. about um, five or six years later, yeah, both Fleming and Warren were playing in a test match against India yeah. in Adelaide. And Damien Fleming was on another hat trick. Yeah. And Warney dropped a sitter in the slips of his bowling when he was on a hat trick. Yeah. So he would have got, if Warney took that catch, Damien Fleming would have got two hat tricks in, um, in test cricket. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next one. Question number three was, what was the name of the controversial Australian Commonwealth Games chief at the 1994 Commonwealth Games? The answer to that one was Arthur Tunstall. That's right, Arthur Tunstall. Yeah. Competing under one well, flag. This was two. to do with Cathy Freeman. He was, uh, com- yeah, he, he complained about it all, saying, you know, she shouldn't be doing that. And, you know, we're competing under one flag, not two. Yeah. Yeah. But he was a bit of a goose, so. Yeah. <laughs> Rightio. We'll do the draw for next week. Okay. We've got the Sunshine Coast representative cricket cap. What's Livy going to pull out? 2008. 2008. The year before I was born. An Olympic year again. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Olivia. Rightio. So that's the end of our episode for today. So thanks for joining us for this episode of Hall Sporting Memories. Olivia's brought over a lovely drawing here. Ooh, what's that a drawing of? That's a person on Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day. Just like dead twins. Oh, it looks great. That's another one we're going to have to hang up, eh? Okay. Thanks, darling. It has a colouring on the back, so I want to do the colouring. Okay. Good girl. Right, so thanks for joining us for this episode of uh, All Sporting Memories. So please check out our Facebook for posts of my sporting memories. So it's goodbye from Paul. And it's goodbye from Glenn. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> it's a goodbye from Olivia. <laughs>